0: Hello and welcome to Not Exactly Citizen Kane. We're ooh, halfway up Mount Doom at the moment. Yes, we are. We uh, managed to evade the Urukai on the way up here. We have one more film to talk about. Just one more film. Yeah. Just one more film. We talked about it for quite a while. We didn't even talk about any of the records it broke. It, it's, no. There's so
1: many interesting Oscar-based facts about that film and yeah. we didn't touch on any of them because we just fought.
0: I mean we we have mentioned we might um, get Oscar back to talk about them properly. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Oscar, he's um he's busy at the moment. Um he's rallying an army of of the undead against the whole load of orcs which is very good of him but that's why he can't be here yeah so hopefully he'll be back soon
1: yeah hopefully by the time he gets back we'll
0: have thrown this bit of jewellery into this big oh yeah the volcano totally forgot about that oh that would have been embarrassing wouldn't it it's yeah, dreadful well, imagine sure. if he get it back away but um, yeah. I
1: don't think I can walk up this so would you like to maybe offer to carry me This Is an interesting one. This is a low budget uh <laughs> indie comedy uh from yeah. uh body horror director you might not have heard of him, Peter Jackson. And apparently, this is the third in his I, series I've of kind it was of Jackson
2: Peters. Uh, crazy, it? Yeah. Sorry,
1: Jackson Peters. Oh, I've, got, yeah, I've got that wrong. Um, it's
2: New Zealand, though, isn't it? So you've got that yeah, yeah. accent. Best
1: foreign film, yeah. yeah. Peter Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, so it's this little it's kind of Series of three. I don't know if you have to see the first two to understand what's going on. It's Probably. about a um, a walking holiday yeah. that uh, two friends have gone on and it's, it's gone horribly solid. wrong. Through and they're, they're, like, they're being stalked by someone who's on a similar walking holiday but hasn't eaten for a while. Well, he's been on a walking holiday before, it's so he thinks and, he knows the way. They're trying to return yeah. a piece of jewellery to the shop uh, to destroy it, or if they can find the receipt, get a refund. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it all goes wrong and yeah. laughter ensues. And in McKellen's there I am of course joking uh it's he's, uh, not, there. he's it's, not there he's not <laughs> no, there it, it, he's not there he's a completely it, computer that's actually it, Andy it, circus yeah um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a motion capture performance it, i up. i will I will get my feelings out of the way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't <laughs> dislike the Lord of the Rings they're not for me they're not for me I have tried so many times to get into them I kind of want to like them and academically I understand that they're Incredible feats of filmmaking, but they do not tug at the heartstrings. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna have. I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna get so yeah. many. Okay. I'm gonna get
0: death threats for this.
2: Yeah, letters oh, mainly. I.
1: Me. You can email I us think, at um, <laughs> neck
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, I think J.R.R. Tolkien, and I know that Jonah agrees with me. I think J.R.R. Tolkien is an actively bad writer. Um, I think Peter Jackson does the best of a bad job with the films. Are there moments where I'm punching the air? Of course there are. I think Fellowship is the best. I actually think Return of the King does all right in places. It's just, it just, it, it's not, f- I think Return of the King, I think Fellowship is actively exciting. Of three. R-
2: Return of yeah. the King is the worst out of the three.
1: Yeah. Well, I kind of think Two Towers might be actually, but, um. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but uh, I, what I will say before I stop talking, because I might have to, because someone will punch me and that someone is Oscar. Yeah. Um Thank, thankfully, we're not in the same room. <laughs> um, just wait. You wait. <laughs> uh, Why did you break the isolation rules, Oscar? Well, I had to fuck someone up for saying he didn't like The Lord of the Rings. So we were talking about um, actor award snubs, and everyone says that Andy Serkis should have got an Oscar nomination for Gollum. And I get that. But looking at the Best Supporting Actor nominations, Return of the King got 11 Oscar nominations. That is quite a lot. And yet none of them are for Sean Astin, who genuinely, I think, deserved it even. Not even to be nominated. I think he should have won. I think he, I will say, as someone who doesn't even like these films that much, he's fabulous. He's stunning in this. This one especially. I think he kind of gets a bit sidelined in the first two, but in this one, he's amazing. Um, I will say, Jonah and I watched, the first two in preparation because I couldn't remember what happened, to be honest. Um, uh, lots of walking, apparently. So I got Jonah will attest, when I say mm. how much I hated this, Jonah will say, uh, you were cheering and yeah, shouting yeah. at the screen and going, oh yes, when Shelob was about to kill Elijah Wood. And that's not because I find him quite wet in these films. Um,
2: I mean, he is a wet blanket.
1: <laughs> and I love Elijah Wood. I think Elijah Wood is an amazing actor. I don't think these films are his best work. No. Um, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I think Sean. It's all about Sean Astin for me, and I think it's almost weird. Obviously, of course, it deserves all those technical nominations, but I think it's weird that there weren't more acting acting nods, especially for Sean Astin. Who- but
2: I've never even thought about um, the the fact that you know he wasn't nominated for it, and I think that's partly because in my head he's not acting it's i'm just watching soundbites yeah. on screen <laughs> yeah no it's your absolute i i find that with all of these movies and i think that's partly because i'm i'm almost like they're embedded into my mind these aren't movies this this is his, historical documentary that they had cameras for as far as i'm concerned um, i i yeah. think
1: the casting of all of these films across the board right it's perfect casting oh, right yeah. it's just stunning yeah. but especially i said this last night a bit hyperbolic uh, Jonah kind of, kind of looked at me funny when I said it, but I'm going to stand by it because I'm about to get people shouting at me for not really liking these films. So I'm going to say one positive thing: I think Sean Astin as Sam is possibly the single best piece of casting in film.
2: Oh, yeah. I would, I would raise you Vigo Mortensen as Aragon, and that would be it. Be, be, yeah. Because uh, because Vigo Mortensen, I mean, it's kind of a bit unfair because Vigo Mortensen might as well be Aragon. In real yeah, life. but no. Yeah, no. Completely. But well, anyway, for he me, speaks it, Elvish better than the elves in. Game. <laughs> yeah. well, well he, yeah. he speaks it, doesn't he? Well, I mean, it? I mean, it depends what dialect of <laughs> Elvish you want to say about. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, you know, uh, el- el- elves are uh, a massive fan of um, linguistic change, so in, in actual fact, they kind of jump onto slang and stuff like that uh, really happily and spread it about loads. Like, but because Aragorn's, you know. It's gonna be a fun podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But you know, he he he's probably speaking um older Elvish as taught to him by Elrond. Much like Frodo when he not that we ever learn that in the films, he speaks Elvish, but his is probably super old fashioned, whereas Legolas probably has the equivalent of a West Country accent for Elves, which I love. Which I love. <laughs> he's but, a country bumpkin, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Frodo probably speak more proper Elvish than Legolas can.
0: Yeah, I'm right that we're looking at this as Return of the King on its own because that's the film that was nominated this year. But I think it does, it, it's interesting because it, the argument is, and without spoiling the end, that it's placed here.
1: Return of the, the King won the Oscar.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what? Everyone knows that. I think, that's fine. I Return think that's of the won King everything. won the Oscar. That's, it won
0: everything. <laughs> but did it win for being Return of the King or did it win for well the trilogy the trilogy? I think that- is the uh, the big thing question. to talk yeah. about when we talk about
1: what yeah. we would decide mainly because that's the only thing in my arsenal I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is it when what, I invariably pitch Master and Commander? Uh, yeah,
0: but uh, you know, so. but I I don't know. I don't know if it would be fair to look at it on its own. But I don't unless well, you think at technical from a story standpoint.
2: I, I I think I think you look at it. As a film on its own, doing the role it has in the film.
0: Yeah, is, yeah, exactly. Like, That's a, trilogy. Yeah. So as a as a finale to as a, trilogy. a third piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and do you know what? Third parts are quite difficult to do. Yeah, I think, yeah. In film, I mean, look at if you look at the big trilogies, Godfather Part Three, people don't like. Um, Return of the Jedi, not that good. The uh, Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the other two are. Very good, the Hobbit
2: films. Uh, <laughs> we're not. We're not um, we said we wouldn't get into this. And we no, aren't. we were. We were um, I don't even believe it. So, just, <laughs> Alex just uses this to wind me up because he knows I, that, I, that's, I would that's my trigger.
1: prefer to watch The Desolation of Smaug over the first two, for any of the Lord of the Rings films. <clears throat>
0: uh, anyway, so, I'm, I'm going to raise another card, which I think is... Uh, these films as adaptation because mm. I like, like you were saying earlier. I'm I do I do I have I have read the books. I think well I think I got halfway through Return of the King. I can't remember if I ever, I don't think I ever finished it. As a It took little me seven years to read the first one. Uh, what I do think he what he has is an incredible imagination and the, mm. well, the so the way he, the way he went about writing these films. Him and C.S. Lewis were obviously um, in a um, writers group, weren't they? They were in the Inklings together. So there's a lot of they, they had a lot of to and throwing. but yeah. um, Tolkien. Am I right? He stood. He was. Stu- he stood in linguistics and um, yeah. medieval history. Is that yeah. right? He invented uh, a language, didn't he? Yes. He so to- he yeah. invents Elvish, and he invent and he invents. So he's a con- it's a conlang, isn't it? It's a constructed language, and he mm. invents this language and gives it a history. And as you were saying, Oscar, he him, he goes through the history of Elvish and puts in all these changes and all these different ages that it went through and he gives reasons for these changes. And yeah. then he, he looks to himself and he thinks, well, I've I've come up with all this lore
2: for this Elvish language. I might as well write the novels that go with it. So, and, he, you know. And, and so, sorry. Uh, yeah. The, the most interesting thing about, because I agree, um, reading The Lord of the Rings is arduous. It's hard to do. But the 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 way he wrote The Lord of the Rings is, they are translations. Yeah. So he, he wrote The Lord of the Rings from... He, he's a, uh, I guess, I guess like this kind of person who's found these old tombs, these old tomes, and has decided, I'm going to translate this into the common tongue. So Frodo, Baggins, Samwise Gamgee, um, those aren't the hobbits' actual names. Those are translations of the hobbits' names into the common tongue, which is English. So Sam yeah. w- Samwise's name is a translation from something that means strong, um, green, something like that. And that, that's how they got the name. So there's yeah. all of these really interesting aspects to it. But it does mean that he's not a writer, he's a linguist. And you yeah, have yeah. to understand that. But what he is, and I think this is the thing to remember about him, is... He's a world builder. He's not a yeah. writer. He's a world builder. You know, he's the best D&D dungeon master you could ever yeah. want to have in your entire life. You know, but yeah, you're. That'd be a long right. evening, wouldn't it? Well, have Christ. you ever? I mean, Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons goes on. I think the
0: longest <laughs> okay. I've done is nine hours, and that's not
1: nine hours. Nine that's hours. as long as one of these
3: films.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, in terms of adaptation these films are incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: he said it's point A to point B. It's yeah. Frodo getting the ring to Mordor and anything that kind of gets in the way of that is obsolete. Which is why Tom Bombadil and blah, yeah. blah, not in it. Oh, know?
1: thank heaven. But, I, but I don't he, think I'd be able to does, cope.
2: He does, he does pay heed to, you know, even the end of the, the books with the scouring of the Shire, he pays mm, yeah. heed to that in the mirror scene. Yeah in Lothlorien so it's you know he does really well, well but I completely agree. I
0: realize how much of it I kind of stuck in my head from because I you know I don't I you know what do you call a lord of the rings fang because you know you've got, you got know, your trekkies have got trekkie Huvians have got <laughs> no I,
2: I, I don't know middle yeah Hobbit, I don't know that sounds, sounds a bit like flat of earthers of Christopher Lee's yeah. the, the yeah. spawner of Eru them- Luvatar the one above all yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I yeah I don't I don't know hobbits
1: yeah Christopher <laughs> Lee's Christopher
2: Lee's yeah well he's
0: not in this in
2: the am I right in theatrical? saying Christopher
1: Lee was a massive Lord of the Rings fan Oscar? He, he
2: was the only uh person in the film to have actually met Tolkien yeah uh, he he reads the books every yeah he was a massive massive Tolkien fan
1: I love yeah. the idea that he's like because Jonah said this is this is irrelevant we'll cut this because it's not about Return of the King but Jonah said Jonah when I told Jonah that Jonah was like that's good because I was really worried that he just didn't know what was happening. Actually, <laughs> oh, no. to know that he's a massive fanboy, yeah, yeah. yeah. enjoyed it, really it more. <laughs> we should talk about the fact that um, Christopher Lee had a scene in the extended edition of the re- mm-hmm. of Return of the King that was cut from the theatrical edition. Now, yeah. I am all for the theatrical editions over the re- the extended editions because yeah, I cannot ones. imagine watching these films and going, "I like Lord of the Rings, but." Uh, they could be longer.
3: Well, don't get it.
1: Do not get it. I, but with that yeah. sequence, it is weird that we don't see yes. Saruman. Yeah, at he all just doesn't appear. And, the King. and yeah. like, I kind of think it's the right choice because I think it would take the it, air out of the film. Definitely. But I think it's
2: unfortunate. I, I, I think every moment where they cut something is done for the exact right reasons. Yeah. But for just pure fan happiness.
3: Yeah. I, I guess.
2: <laughs> I I can't not watch the extended editions without feeling like I'm just missing so much. But that's partly because I only ever watch the extended editions because I love this world and I want to be immersed in it in every possible way. So you know, it's yeah. just you see the the theatrical's better as a film, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I
0: realized um, actually when it comes down to it, the choice between story and you know cinematic plotting. I would lean story. I think that actually says quite a lot about me where, you know,
3: that
1: that I would,
0: that I would, you know, I would go for the extended editions actually, Mm. even though as you, as you're saying, Oscar, they're not as tight films. For reasons we won't go into, Jonah and I watched
1: Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers. We watched the extended editions of them and then the theatrical cut, the third one. And I think that helped me enjoy the third one a lot more than I would have done because I re I'd never seen the extended editions before and I'd, I really felt them sag, I, especially in the Two Towers, which I'm so sorry, bored me to tears.
2: No, that's fair enough. Um,
1: in the extended edition,
0: I thought, I, I think, um, in, when we were talking about um, the, um, the circus and um, that it won, it, well, it won that the film didn't win, but um, Charlie Chaplin won his own. A, like a recognition award didn't he yeah, yeah for doing everything yeah and i i would be tempted i think yeah. if to maybe have get rather than best picture for this film right, to have an achievement award or give give an achievement award to the trilogy itself as a whole because i do i think another thing to raise is the work that went into his film, I think changed cinema in the same way at wings yeah. that won that year. I think it, you know, the, the, you know, the motion capture, if you look at, you know, all the Marvel films and the technology they use Sandy circus, exactly. So, well, ILM yeah. invented this, you know, or develops this way of putting characters and, and the, you know, and actually comparing the way Gollum is done in these films to the way Gollum is done in the Hobbit. You can see uh, I mean, it's such an amazing journey that that's gone on. That it's gone from you know basically them rotoscoping Andy Serkis out and then sort of tweaking this three D model to mirror his performance. So they're not using yeah. the, they're not using the data from him. They're using him as reference, and it's am- and his performance is incredible. And it's amazing that the artists have been able to capture that. But now yeah. we're at the point where we can take the data from his actual performance and have a you know have a CG character embody that you could trace back filmmaking techniques from a lot of big blockbuster films to these films. So I think to have them unrecognized
2: would, you know, would, would be you know, all an you know, awful crime. I think it's, I think it's what, almost what Jonah was saying about how it's all of these different elements from a five year, I think it was production doing these films mm. one after the other that just come together. I mean, all the, all the armies, um, all the big, army fights you see um especially minas Tirith and stuff they they were using a technology that hadn't really been used before to like animate each one of the little miniatures and have them have like reactionary things and actions they can take and that's completely dependent on the what's going on around that little cgi character the uses of miniatures i mean you you just look at the amount Weta workshop did yeah. Being this tiny kind of little production thing from New Zealand and just how much effort they put into this. You you can just tell, I think, that this film was crafted with nothing but love and emotion towards it. The source material, but trying to make it as big as um, when you read it, you feel like it is. Yeah. You know, d- despite whether Tolkien's a great writer or not, you feel you, you, you're never... You never, you never feel like this world you're exploring is small. It's always this grand, massive scale. And I think that's what the film captures so well. And I think Peter Jackson does a great job of streamlining it. And I think yeah. some of the changes he makes to the story is so much better. And it kind of annoys me that Tolkien didn't do it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and, I, and I think that the most important thing about these films is Howard Shaw.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, 100%. I have nothing bad to say about Howard Shaw. Howard Shaw,
2: I think he had to write pretty much twice the music you, you know, normal composers have to write. And not only did he just create these amazing pieces, but his use of leitmotif is just stunning throughout all of the films. And the the way all the, I mean, you, you look at the opening credits. So there's the ring theme. Which is that
3: um, so
2: there's that and it and it ends on this light lighter note uh, as the hobbits come into the scene, because it obviously this film starts on a completely different foot to the others with Smeagol and Deagle, and you don't realize what's going on until you see Andy Circus and hear the voice and you're like, Yeah, oh, oh, this is Gollum pre-Gollum. And I think that's a really cool way to start it, and it's a great opening. So the hobbits come in, it's this super like light, kind of lighter note that it ends on. And then I mean, the opening's just genius because it 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 shows how susceptible Smeagol is to the ring. Just straight off, you're like, this guy just needed and just got dominated by it no matter what. And then it cuts to Frodo holding it. And it's like the whole the whole intro isn't just backstory, it's warning into this much darker future that Frodo you know, if, if, if the last, I was about to say the last 10 minutes, but that's like all of the endings. If, if Gollum hadn't bitten off Frodo's finger, spoilers, at the final. He gets it the
1: in film, the volcano. Yeah. They, no, they but, destroy but the ring. Frodo,
2: Frodo would have turned into Gollum if he had had his own way. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I have and, a problem
1: with that actually, but which but, Jonah but, but, uh, has told uh, me I'm an idiot for, but carry yes. on. Okay.
2: If, if it's, is it the fact that Frodo couldn't throw it into the fire?
1: Yeah, I think oh, I think. No, what's no, the okay. point if no. you're? He's a baddie. He he succumbs. He yes, he, he has yes. one job okay, and he doesn't so, do it. And they so they're just fine with him at the end. The, I the don't point, get it.
2: No, the point of that. He should be the, banished. Ed. No, the point. <laughs> the point of that is partly the reason why uh, Sauron hasn't put a load of armies up there, like guarding Mount Doom, because even if anyone gets there, the ring's so powerful that they'll never be able to throw it in. It's that kind of assuredness in themselves nobody i think like sam is one of the only people to willingly give the ring over apart from bilbo who's kind of like forced into it by yeah. gandalf you know the the whole point is the ring is so powerful that you wouldn't be able to throw it in yeah that that's the yeah, that's but, the thing that's the corruption in terms of, of storytelling in terms of
1: putting a story together in the real world right not not middle earth lore. yeah but I just think it takes away the agency of the hero. No, like no, they have no. one no, thing Fro- to do. Frodo's not,
2: no, Frodo's not the hero though. I know, Tol- Sam's Sam. Tolkien's, yeah. no, Tolkien's always said, Frodo's not the hero. The whole point is Frodo's... But he set, is treated like the hero by everybody else. Yeah, because he's carrying this horrific thing around his neck and that's shown like, you know, he's got sores and red marks around his neck and you can see the weight of the ring. Like, I mean, by the end of it, they're crawling towards it. Mm. And then in this moment of pure weakness with, let's be honest, a power, a very powerful magical item that no one's really ever been able to get over anyway. Like, of course it's going to overtake him. I I don't, I don't think that's a flaw personally. I understand why it's a bit annoying, but, you know, Frodo's (laughs) Frodo's agency as a character is fucked and gone as soon as he gets that ring. Yeah, I think. Pretty much.
0: Like, and if, if he, you know, just, if he manages to walk up and just throw it in, I feel that that's, and that's, you know, that, that, you know, we're never yeah. really shown the full power right. of the, the, the ring is subtle and yes. dangerous. You know, it's, I think it's such a brilliant idea that, you know, the magical power the ring gives you is to turn invisible because that feels like that doesn't, you know, I remember being little and thinking, well, that's not super cool, is it? That's like, you know, that's yeah. a bit of a lame superpower. It's not the one I choose. But if you think about it, it's such a subtle thing, but it's the power of freedom is to be invisible and to get away with things. you know, there's that I can't remember where it's from. There's that quote of um you know, if you had two superpowers, flight or invisibility, and you have to choose between one,
3: hmm. you
0: know, flight represents freedom, whatever, but um invisibility, what it represents is like being able to, you know, break free of societal norms and get yeah. away with stuff and you know be un, unlooked upon. And so it's actually, And but it's such a, and, and, the, you know, the fact that it, you know, I, it, it doesn't, I don't think it makes Frodo any weaker, not to be able, the fact that he was, you know, he's, he's worn this the entire journey mm. and been able to get there. And, you know, if, if, and, you know, Gandalf himself doesn't take the ring because he knows that if he was tempted and the same with, you know, Galadriel, they're all tempted by it. And they know that if they were to take it, they would be overcome. It take you needed someone like a Hobbit who is selfless yeah. to get it that far, and you needed someone like Sam to go, Because you know, you, there's a point that's made in the book, which I don't think is in the film as much as that. Sam is kind of tricked into going. You needed, yeah, yeah. another person just to to push that just over the edge. Quite I literally. think, <laughs> Boy, and, yeah.
2: And, and, yeah, and it's and it's also um, Frodo doesn't ever give up the ring and that's a really important yeah. thing for his character and the fact that that's part of the reason why he can never find peace in the shire you know when he goes back home isn't isn't just because you know he's got the they kind of make it feel like it's the Morgul blade stab wound that he has that he can never feel comfort it's not that it's because in order to save everything he set out to save he was forcibly he was forcibly made to let go of something that he didn't want to let go of, and he still hasn't let go of it. And that's why he, you know, that's part of the reason why he gets to go off to the Grey Havens, because he's never going to be at peace because he's always thinking about the ring because he he never let go of it of his own accord. It was forced out of his hand, and I think that's a really important part for his actual character. Yeah. He's, he's, by the time they get back to the Shire, Merry Pippin and Sam... Take over with. I I mean, this is book stuff again. I apologize, but they, 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 they're the heroes in that out bit of the story, in this little extra bit that Tolkien writes. in Frodo kind of sits back because he's just tired and done. And I, I think if anything, you know, his his line, it's is it it's gone or it's done. I should know this when he's him and Sam. It's gone, Sam. It's gone. It's gone.
3: But
2: his, I think his the way he says it as well, it's this sorrow. It's mainly sorrow. It's also this like breath of air for him because he's finally let go of the ring. But it's such sadness in Frodo's voice because he he's let go of the ring. It's this duality in his character that's really important. You know, the the duality of the ring's control is present throughout these movies in Gollum and Smeagol. Although I think it's really Cool that Smeagol ends up being not nearly as trustworthy yeah. as he was shown to be, and in actual fact, smeagol has been planning by himself, let alone with Gollum, the whole time. But that's that's well, a whole
1: other thing. Because th- he, because that, but that the thing in, in the second one that stuck out to me this time mm-hmm. was so we're not supposed to be talking about this one, but I think
0: we have. I think that's the thing. I think we have to, yeah, yeah, we have cool. to talk about it. As a whole, because I think that's what I think it wins as a whole. Well, no, yeah, but I, I okay.
1: <laughs> I think we should. I think we should talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this third one, but by the thing the thing I'm talking about happens in the second one. I don't think as good. Okay,
0: I'm going to come out and say it. I don't think that's a good enough reason. Imagine being, being a fan of these books, and I, I you know, before the films came out. And uh, you, you love these debates, bits and you know that they're not well, they're not well written and, but you know that there's something awesome in there yeah. and you just can't quite, you can't express it to anyone. You can't get, but, and then, but imagine seeing a movie studio putting this much time, money and effort into, in, and oh, I know, and you, you, you made a, you've made a point before, obviously they take it, the characters in the film take it massively seriously. And one of the things that I've with them, cause you know, I'm a big Marvel man. Obviously I love the humor in those films, but every so often it does feel like they're not quite, and less so than it used to be, but it doesn't like feel like,
1: apologising for how nerdy it is.
0: Yeah, right? they're not By letting themselves. Yeah. Then and like well, yeah, but we love the nerdy things. We love the nerdy things. Yeah, why that, are that you
2: almost not reacting like an actual person would be in that situation?
0: Yeah. Well, why? Why are they you? They have superpowers, Oscar. Well, but why are you? <laughs> yeah, but we like that. Why are you making yeah. fun of the source material that we're here because you're trying to make it appeal to a wide audience, right? I mean, obviously there yeah. are you know parts it's of the film. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but they yeah, yeah. what they're. It's it's a statement, I think, because you know that the nerd base is humongous. Nerds have inherited the earth in this in the last decade. We truly reign supreme in pop culture. But I think it's, it's these films are such a statement to say that what you loved about this world and this imagination is worth spending this time, money, and energy to create. And be and take seriously. We're taking seriously, you know, this this th- and it's you know, it is something that is that is special to people, I think. And you know, it, and I'm saying that as someone who it's not, you know, it's not my my fandom necessarily, but it is something that is important to people mm. and to people who so easy to make fun of people who like these films because it also is dorky and it's obviously, you know, it's kind of wish fulfillment or you're putting yourself in this, you know heroic role but i don't if it was just return of the king
2: i'm looking at it on its own well
1: Look, yeah okay I let's think
2: let's have that conversation yeah yeah i mean, I mean uh, uh, the in a minute. lord rings doesn't have a good narrative and no. it, it's just a very basic story of good versus evil I films do a lot better you know in in helms Deep, the elves arriving isn't something that's in the books but it just makes sense to balance the battle In these films, Aragorn getting his sword Narsil this late is genius. He's, I think, in the books he has this from leaving Riverdale, I think, which is what Alex thought was happening. Yeah, I was what I thought was happening. Yeah. So so in, 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 in the books, he gets Narsil once the Fellowship forms, and he's got it the whole time. In this, in this, him having them, him getting it now, presenting to him is the turning point for Aragorn. So Aragorn taking it is him accepting the fact that he has to fulfill the role as king to win this war. Aragorn has to become the king and lead not the world of Gondor, not the world of Rohan, but the world of men. Because this this film is um if you look into all of the, you know, the the reason behind all the elves are fleeing Middle-earth right now is because when the one ring is destroyed it will take the magic of uh, that is keeping these like elven realms of Rivendell, or Florian, and Mirkwood uh, alive and magic. So, the, the Lord of the Rings is about the coming of the Age of Men, and Aragorn's at the forefront of that. It, it's the final part of his character arc. So, he's this orphan who becomes an outcast ranger to this beacon of hope and strength because he is, throughout the films, the perfect man. And I, and I don't mean that in like a, uh, I do also mean that in a, I <laughs> love Viggo Mortensen with all my heart and soul. But could you compare him to Boromir. Boromir is this flawed character just trying to do what he's my he favorite is best. of the fellowship. Oh, is that bad? No, 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 no not at all. Because <laughs> Boromir, Aragon is who we aspire to be. Boromir is who we are a lot of the time. Who's this kind of broken down person who will let their fears and their problems get in the way. But it, the reason they do that is because he's trying to do what he thinks is right for his people. And then when Boromir dies, his last Spoiler words Spoiler for... <laughs> yeah, go away. <laughs> when Boromir dies, his last They get words it in the to, volcano. To Aragorn are, are people, you know, and it's Aragorn accepting that he is a human because Aragorn's this person who's more elf than human a lot of the time. He grew up in Rivendell. Um, and then Aragorn, at the final battle... He's he's got he's got Boromir's braces on, which he's been wearing through the whole films since Boromir passed, which is a lovely little sentiment. Uh but he's there in armour as the king. And that's my
1: Aram's mate died, final... I wouldn't take their clothes off before i buried them that's a bit weird
2: that's where that's where we're different um (laughs) you know i I, yeah is that where my belt went yeah sorry um lando wears han solo's (laughs) clothes in the last film. yeah well that's (laughs) weird as well but but, you know it's It's just aragon it's aragon becoming the king he's not in his ranger outfit he's not an outcast he is he's in full armor full gondorian armor as their king and that's a i think that's a really important point and If Narsil had been, the sword had been introduced earlier, it kind of takes away from, you know, this is the point where Aragorn knows he has to change his outlook and his trust in the world of men to be able to become kind of the hero they need. And I I think that's a really lovely Hmm. moment throughout the films and something they do much better than the book. You said you had a big list of stuff you liked. So much. <laughs> um do you wanna
1: before we yeah, get because oh. I feel like we're so close to having the discussion yeah, about I, I, I like will, more I will than any other year.
2: Through this as quickly as I we can.
1: have a discussion a big discussion to have yeah, about the, the, what should think, win.
2: So the these are just parts of the film that just make my heart soar and I think really sell like the world. Um first obviously the CGI and the miniatures is just incredible throughout. So a lot of the times with the battle scenes when a building's destroyed. They've built the building as a miniature, it fully intact and then gone and destroyed it and filmed it. And I think that's just brilliant because it's so much more natural watching it actually break apart than like breaking it and then filming it, pretending it to be broken. Um, The scene when Gollum and Smeagol are having a talk and it's cutting between uh, Gollum's reflected in the water, right? And Smeagol's, when you see Gollum Mm. not in the puddles reflection... Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, yeah, so, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah oh, i uh, noticed that actually. their, like, their pupils are dilated at different sizes depending yeah. on oh, which one okay, talking, I didn't notice which that. is yeah fucking genius um so, so Gollum's
0: Gollum's pupils are tiny and smeagol's are massive aren't they That's, yeah so. i
2: think yeah and which is just great and also smeagol says for me there which is already alluding to the fact that smeagol's gonna betray frodo and try to take the ring but
1: we you know. know that He said that at the end of The Two Towers.
2: Yeah, no, we we do know that, but it's the fact that, you know, when it's, it just adds the whole, like, Smeagol promised, Smeagol lied, you know, that that part. Um, The camera, while Frodo's being pulled by the ring to Minas Morgul, is just all over the place because Peter Jackson constantly is utilising his shots to kind of give us an insight into what the character's feeling, and mainly the power that the ring has. No, I, I think I think he utilizes the camera so well throughout the trilogy. I, I think, you know, the shots he chooses, sometimes they can be a bit like you've obviously just needed to put something in there. But most of the time, I think they're so well used. And I think the camera is, um, obviously, it should be another way to show story. Obviously, a good director should use his shots to show, not tell. Uh, But I think Jackson does that really well, especially in that Minas Morgul with Frodo just being pulled. And then again with Shelob when Shelob's climbing over Frodo and he doesn't realize it. Yeah.
1: So that's my spider impression. Oh yeah. The spider stuff I fucking love. I think think the the whole stuff from when he walks into the webby cave to Mm -hmm. um, the the big fight with Sam and the spider, just amazing, amazing. um Um, i will i will give you that fantastic when he's when the thing's about to stab him and and he's like when the he's walking and it's completely
2: silent and the spider's behind him genius genius Genius. yeah and i'm i'm massively arachnophobic but i have no (laughs) trouble watching shelob um that whole shelob scene which is really weird for me because normally like you know i i can't watch chamber of secrets sometimes because of all the aragog stuff yeah. which is really strange but I'll happily that's because G-roll. you're also massively phobic of julian glover right yes. so you have be, yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ron weasley yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um oh okay so Obviously, The Lighting of the Beacons is the second oh, wow. best mm. cinematic sequence possibly ever. And well, no I don't know if I go, I wouldn't go that far, but like, it did make my heart it's, sing. Oh, no, What's you... the first best cinematic sequence oh, ever? B- we'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, oh, I mean, Howard Shaw just, just is just, it, oh, the composition, the compositions in this film is just genius. And like this, this rising power of, you know, the score or well, the beacons lit and what i love is that you're you're already scanning the horizon once you kind of realize what's happening you're scanning the horizon to find the next beacon and then it suddenly lights up um and it also obviously opens up the just dis- really fun discussion of the people who were living there yeah. like the beacons <laughs> and then one day it's like jeff jeff it's <laughs> happening!
3: happening it's happening it's get out! the torch get the torch i haven't got the torch and no
2: luck. Yeah um oh there's, there's the other moment of gandalf uh going out to uh try save the gondorians from the nazgûl mm-hmm. which i i just love that there's this uh, there's the choir singing in that really high pitched falsetto tones um and gandalf is the white rider uh which is like this juxtaposition to the black clouds and the black uh, nazgûl and ring wraiths who were riding against them. And he's, what I love is that Gandalf pretty much stole Shadowfax from Thaedon, which is a great little fact that not a lot of people know. He's pretty much stolen Thaedon's horse there. But um, yeah, he's just completely going against them. And it's just this lovely, I don't know, just the way the shot's set out and it's such a 50-50 of the screen of like this the white rider going against the darkness and the cloud that Sauron's been sending over. I, I, I just love that whole sequence of the horses riding and you don't even need to show the battle happening. You just need to hear the sound of the arrows with Pippin singing All Shall Fade. My favourite Gollum line ever, uh, caught in a web, soon you'll be eaten, which is the best <laughs> lyric ever, I think. Um she it's look. on the next oscar mary ep yeah yeah
1: Quartin in fact it'll be caught can you call your next release caught in your web you'll be eaten <laughs>
2: yes soon you'll be eaten caught
1: in um, your web soon you'll be eaten in brackets yes. soon you'll be eaten in brackets by oscar yes, mary of your yeah, next of course your next um, ep i'm holding you to that
2: uh, okay <laughs> so the best moment in any film ever in my not so humble opinion <laughs> the rohan the ride of the Rohirrim against the forces at Minas Tirith. You really? Cannot... Really? That's I, your favourite bit I, of any film ever? Yes. I, I okay, I will I say I used to YouTube just that bit of the film and just watch it and that was it. And when I was younger, I used to sit on the chair, have a pen that I'd pretend was a sword and I'd pretend I was one of the Rohirrim. And th- that, was how, that was how I spent my days. I would go home <laughs> and YouTube it. <laughs> amazing i love that scene for i think fed and speech is stunning you know i think they underplay the power of six thousand horses because they're all screaming death and they just absolutely clobber them um i think i just it's just so powerful just thinking about it is getting me hyped up (laughs) um and the music is i i could listen to that song forever i mean i was playing on guitar Earlier, so yeah. it's um, fed, fed face when he sees the mama kill or mama kai, if you want to use the singular term. Also, no, <laughs> no, um, it's not all of Um, it is just yeah, well, yeah. It, it, uh, again, not to be the guy who keeps saying, Is this racist? but
0: isn't isn't uh, the, that's uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah,
1: all the or the fact that all the bad people, all the bad yeah. humans in Middle earth are like other minority, like yes. uh, other countries, yeah. bit yeah. racist, I, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, but that is Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. But we've just talked
2: about how much yeah. they
1: changed the
2: books. You know. Yeah. And again, think, but, but, yeah. but still, anyway, uh, if Lost in Translation's gonna, I'm do, just, yeah, do, I don't do, think do, it's, you know, know, it's good from either of them. To be yeah, honest, no, I think yeah, yeah, yes. exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I just like the fact that Fayed terrified because they have bigger horses with tusks. I just <laughs> like that. I just think his expression is perfect. Uh, I will say I really dislike. The Ghost Army, I hate yeah. it. I th- yeah. It's such a it's such a Deus Ex Machina, only because Tolkien broke himself into a corner and had no way out of it.
0: That, yeah. that I think
2: that is the only reason they're in there, and it's partly like you know how Aragorn's got to do it, so he becomes king. He was going to become king as soon as yeah. so he leads the armies at the Black Gates. Um, it, I hate, I hate the army. I think it it was only needed because of how much of a dire situation Tolkien found himself in. I think he wrote up to that point and then was like, Oh shit, they can't win this. And I can't leave the book like that. So I'm gonna have to go back and write something in to help them win. That'd be great, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? You yeah. have like
1: all those pages. And yeah, uh, yeah they lost. Yeah, dreadful yeah. bummer.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. Um I think that that everything, with Delam, everything with Sam is brilliant. Mm. Oh yeah, I again I will um, fully support yeah, that. Totally. Um oh the when Sauron's tower gets destroyed, just that just that CGI of the Re- shockwave really? is just I, I'm not, I'm just talking about the visual effect. Okay. It's just, okay. Brilliant. Uh, and um, my favorite fact ever, Frodo doesn't know Legolas's name. <laughs> in the outro, Frodo doesn't know, Aragorn walks in. Oh yeah. Aragon. yeah. Legolas walks in. Gimli walks in. Gimli! Because Legolas, <laughs> as many people will point out, only says one line to Frodo, and that is, and you have my bow. And then doesn't wow. talk to Frodo for the entire film. No idea who he is. Yeah. No idea. No, he doesn't know his name. Gary. <laughs> spoken one. Damn. Um, I like. Leg- talking about the
1: tower. Actually, two things from that lovely list of things you like. <laughs> great, 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 great. We're nearly done. <laughs> oh, you need to. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I,
2: I'll you, I, 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 the last thing is, I cry at you bow to no one every time, no matter what, yeah, no matter yeah, how many times I watch cute. that. The CG is horrifically janky, with all the hobbits standing there with everyone <laughs> yeah, around yeah. them. Uh, yeah. And I love the fact that Aragon has the balls to sneak in a bit of tongue when he kisses Arwen. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. wish he got he'd straight got with open mouth. The blonde lady. No,
1: I think they have so no, much more chemistry. No, no, you're him so and wrong. Tyler are like two bits of
0: furniture. <sighs>
2: no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, that I, doesn't
0: give her give um, Arwen any. You know that that's that, uh, I don't know that doesn't that wouldn't I, work. I, for I think
2: Arwen's fallen Irwin. in love with Aragon because of.
1: Also, they like, that's the fact that you have two female characters yeah, in your films and yeah, they I, both have the same name. I know, that, yeah, that's not a good
2: sign. But I, I mean, I, I think Erwin, Erwin's love for Aragorn is more the fact that Aragorn sees something in her that no one has seen for a long time, especially with Wormtail talking poison to her and really seeping into her feet as Aragorn comes ar- around and goes, I don't see you like that. I don't see you as weak. And I think. Yeah. And he's this very strong leader when her uncle, Theoden, is weak. And it's all of these I, things, but I don't think they're, they shouldn't be Do you be know what? I just they're think all of that Faramir stuff makes, makes it, a lot more sense. Oh, she doesn't get with, she's just
1: standing next to him. They don't no, speak. No,
2: no, 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 they get together in the book. It, it's Nonsense. a whole, it's a whole thing that they are actually together because they're both in, like, the they're both blonde at the same time. yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: I, don't I, I, th- I All of that stuff with them, I think is really hot. I think it's, uh, there's, there's real heat between them in a way that I don't think there is with Liv Tyler. I but think she's kind of right. just,
2: I don't know, my but, that's, is but, but a that's shadow me. of a fort, your love. My,
0: <laughs> my argument is that it's not, I don't think, I think it's better to have it as an unquiet, unrequited love, because I think that's more interesting than, oh, these two attractive people, of course they're going to get together. I think it's more, mm. it's, it's, an, it's another nuance, I think. Okay. Okay. Well, my two things I did want to say in response to your mm-hmm. lovely list uh, was
1: um, I, I, the scene with the slow motion in the bed. In fact, yeah. oh, I'm going to go even further. All six endings, apart f- <laughs> are after the uh, after they put the ring in the fire and they mm-hmm. slump on the thing, and he talks about the woman he loves, Sam, even though he he's he, he's in love with Frodo. Um, yeah, that that's lovely. But everything from that moment on, apart from the I bet you best know one that's cute, but for the most part, especially the slow motion bit in the bed, I think it's actively bad filmmaking. Um, yeah. And I kind of, I genuinely, it, I, I, I mean, I don't think they stick the landing. I'm gonna say that, but there we I, go.
2: Yeah, I, 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 love and hate every ending for different reasons. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I, I watched them, and I made a joke of it when I watched this recently, um, where I was like, oh, how many? Six or seven, isn't it? Yeah, six. We, can't, six. We, we counted. It's six. Counted. Yeah. and we
1: were being generous. There was one yeah. more. Oh, one, it could yeah, six be seven, yeah. But it's it. yeah,
2: I think I think I say six or seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean yeah, technically you don't need them. But I again, I just love them because the more middle worth I get, I'm fine with. And yeah, I don't really I don't really care. I, I yeah, I don't think they, they stick the landing. I think it could have been a lot more clean cut. But I think making it that clean cut would feel lacking. Why is that
1: thing. seen in slow motion?
2: <laughs> I know, it's it's weird amount of... No, <laughs> no one knows. Whenever <laughs> Frodo Lando. turns up in a bed in Rivendell, it's horrible. Because in the, in the Fellowship, it's that white b- background and then just the cut out of Frodo and Elrond's face next to each other. Oh, and then yeah. he suddenly wakes up in a bed in Rivendell and this one isn't... I don't know why well, it's slow motion. The film's the already. The other thing
1: I want to say... Um, you mentioned the tower falling down. Mm. And I know that you kind of, I I have a feeling this is one of those things we're going to go, yeah. And I get that it's a representation. I get that it's kind of shorthand. But you know what? You're only as good as your villain. And I think Sauron might be, again, I'm being needlessly hyperbolic, but go with me. This is the kind Mm -hmm. of conversation we're having, right? Big epic sweeping statements that maybe we don't agree with. I think Sauron might be one of the worst especially well one of the worst movie villains oh yeah in history and actually one of the worst villains ever i think it's just Uh, dreadful it's dreadful
2: it's one dimensional he it's just he's an eye he's not even a like Uh, a bad man he's 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 an eye he's not an eye in the books i don't think they ever call him an eye but um that's beside the point because we're talking about the films um yeah he i mean it's the whole story isn't meant to be this grand inner workings and like you know the the villain doesn't have any he's real not, thing except yeah. from being an evil person he's not the villain though the ring is the villain
0: yeah well, yeah but, and mean, that's he, another uh, bit yeah, of no, the, the ring is
2: just like a lovely part of him anyway so you, yeah it's got his soul inside of it so you can pretty much say it's sauron
0: yeah well i don't know I, I i and this isn't related to this isn't from the books or anything this is just my kind of like how mm. i like to look uh, how i like it i I think it the whatever power was put into the ring when the ring was forged was there before and Sauron was just another person enslaved to that power the ring it's the idea of the power I think is
2: is the antagonist in that in those films uh, yeah yeah but I mean from a I think I think uh, from a law point of view like the but yeah the yeah. the power the power in the ring is so, is Sauron uh, yeah but, but you can but, be corrupted no, but, by your
1: own power yeah oh, that's no, all yeah, right
2: but but that that's what the ring feeds into and that's why hobbits are really good at carrying the the rings because the the ring for men will go like oh imagine how great you could make your city mm. so for boromir he it was the ring whispered to him pretty much like imagine how well you can protect your city and your people of this um to sam the ring probably looked into sam's mind and went i'll make you a greenhouse I yeah. you a nice garden and sam's like no i'm good do you want a marrow yeah that, that's the thing <laughs> give you 10 marrows 10 marrows 10 marrows okay but, here's
1: here's a bit of headcanon the only reason he marries the hobbit lady at the end is because the ring the only thing it could be like Well, do you want a wife and he was like oh okay i guess so yeah. it's a remnant of the yeah. ring's power even though he's <laughs> actually in love and <laughs> in
2: gay and in love with frodo well there frodo takes him to the undying lands once yes Sam he does. grows old, doesn't he yeah does he? Um, I thought that was a euphemism. um, No, 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 no. He he took him to the
1: Undying Lands. Sam Sam carried the
2: ring for a very brief amount of time. So he gets to go to the Undying Lands where the Grey Havens, where the elves go. Well, well,
1: uh, uh, which uh, I imagine is like an old people's home. The Sauron thing, the Sauron thing. I just like to, yeah, 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 I get that it's not, it's good versus evil, but here's my problem with Sauron. I've already said these, the words I think I don't like him, but I think the problem with that is that his power, his evilness, yeah, yeah, he's the big bad they have to defeat. Get that. I think it's really badly defined. Yes, he's got a big yeah. arm, army. Yes, his power is in the ring and the ring is bad. So he's bad. I guess he's a, he's got a big spiky hat when he's alive, the beginning of the first film. I get that he's bad, but what is he? What's the danger? What What is his agenda?
2: What he wants? To, it's Imperialism. Just so, uh, it's uh, yeah. to uh, cover the world in darkness and erase. In ink. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: it, it's to erase. Uh, but why? Why? I don't uh, know. Okay. It's a soft right. magic system. No. So, so uh, okay. The the one god... Oh, what have Liv-tar. I done? Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I'll try to <laughs> be so quick with The one god era Luvatar, the way the, the world you. was created, uh, he starts singing and the equivalent of his angels sing along. Uh, one of them, Melkor, uh, who's obviously like in all religious kind of thing is the most powerful and the favored son uh melkor doesn't want to sing Eru luvatar's song so he sings his own one and that creates discordance uh the discordance is kind of what creates the corruption and evil of the world melkor is also very um jealous that Eru Luvatar managed to create the elves and men and one of Eru Luvatar's like angels created the dwarfs so melkor steals elves and corrupts them and tortures them and that's what becomes orcs So um Melkor then has his own like army and one of the people below him is Sauron. Sauron's not the big bad in the Lord of the Rings universe in Middle-earth. Uh he's hardly like he's just a general almost. Melkor's mm-hmm. the real big bad, but so Sauron's kind of agenda is to remove any trace of Eru Ilúvatar and the light from the world um and to cover it in discordance which will be orcs and the horrible darkness and in industry you kind of see. There you go. That's the agenda. Yeah. Cool. Was that um, not clear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on. That's, that's easy. You know, <laughs> everyone knows Ebru. Every. Well, it's, yeah. it's just Satan, in it? Satan, he's a, he's yeah. a demon. Uh, yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's exactly that story, just with singing.
1: Yeah, and harder to pronounce names. Well, string um, theory is
0: sort of music of the universe, isn't yeah. <laughs> it?
1: I, I will say I love every single Orc. I, I don't know yeah. why I love the Orcs, oh, but yeah. I especially the right more yeah. Weasley and Cockney, the better, to be honest. Yeah. I love the little guys. I th- I think they're
3: great. So ends the age of men.
2: Oh, it's, fucking uh, great. That, I, I, I love I that. I can do this, over, The time of Orc has become. Yeah. And the time of Orc yeah. has yeah. become. Yeah, yeah. Gothmog is a brilliant He looks so much like the guy and, from Goonies. And, and, I just... I love this film. I love these films so much. Um, it's just impossible not to. In my opinion, and everything Alex has said uh, that goes against any of my opinions is obviously wrong. So I'm glad it's been said
0: before. Man. Thus, religion I begins.
1: Just, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to remind you, and and that's to the people listening that before we started this, Oscar said, Do you know what, Alex? I thought you were totally spot on about Birdman." Um, oh yeah, so. yeah. I,
2: I hate I. I hated that film despite it being brilliant which doesn't make yeah. sense but completely yeah, does totally agree so yeah. we we you know we have that at least um I mean, we don't have a working relationship after this <laughs> 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 i i'd almost uh dread this but just wait till we do the i think of the one. it is yeah.
1: time to have our discussion about what we would put forward normally this bit of the podcast is Pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. We kind of go, I mean, yeah, I think it is probably this one. I have a feeling that this will not be quick. Mm. Um, now, I can't speak for Jonah. I know what Oscar thinks should have won. <laughs> I know what I think should have won. Yeah. So early on in this podcast, Jonah talked about the central thing is it's not the film you enjoy the most.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the film that has, yet yeah, has done the most for cinema or has been the most kind of the the biggest achievement or the kind of biggest technical challenge. Um, it's about all of that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and I actually kind of think it's a combination. I think you need to love the film yeah, yeah. you put forward mm-hmm. as well. Um, but here is what this podcast, what the idea behind it is, right? And I'm just going to reiterate this. If there is an argument to be made for The Return of the King, and, and there is, of course there is, the argument is, even as Oscar, who, who loves these films, right? I imagine your argument is, what a journey they took us on, these three films. We might as well give them an
2: Oscar because they bloody well deserve it and, holistically. And the, and the amount they did for cinema. Yeah, Australia. exactly. And, and
1: maybe Return of the King is not the, the prime example of that, right? Of the three. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason this podcast happened is because the Oscars go about things in a weird way because of the makeup of the voters, all of that stuff, right? I'm not going to get into it. I think one of the biggest things the Oscars gets wrong is that they give people Oscars to make up for not giving them Oscars before, or because they think they deserve an Oscar, for example. And actually this might start another fight. Martin Scorsese. Yes. What film, pub quiz question, did Martin Scorsese finally win the Oscar for? Jonah, pretend you don't know. Yeah. Just for the sake of my argument. Make a guess.
0: You'd, you'd go to something like Goodfellas, wouldn't you? Goodfellas. Wouldn't
1: a, yep, yeah. absolutely.
0: Raging Bull, maybe.
1: Yeah. Hey, Taxi Driver, there's an yeah. argument. I actually really like King of Comedy. Didn't get nominated, but there you oh, go. Oh, King of
2: Comedy is fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's great. Wait, the answer no one would say, apart from Oscar, who introduced me to this
2: film, and we had a great time. Oh, yeah, that will be why, though, wouldn't it? You know? <laughs>
1: the Departed is what won Martin Scorsese yeah. his Oscar. Well, it's the same and thing with Leo and his Oscar, isn't it? 100%. That mm. is the wrong decision. Yeah. If you're going to give Martin Scorsese an Oscar, give it to him for Goodfellas. Don't give it to him for The Departed, right? I know you love Departed, uh, Oscar. It's bloated. It's messy. It's great fun, but it is not the best Martin Scorsese film. Same with The Revenant, which I haven't seen. So this is bold, but um, (laughs) people were, you know, that's not the Oscar a lot of people would give No, No, it's not the film. Anyone can
2: get eaten by a bear. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. Oh, we're really cold. Yeah, fine. Um, And I think the same, I think you cannot think that and then say, yeah, but let's give Return of the King the Oscar because the other two, look, I looked actually at the nominations uh, for in 2001, the year Mm. Fellowship was up, right? And I think, uh, Beautiful Mind won that year. Spoiler for those episodes. Sorry. But Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany. Hey, yeah. mm-hmm. One Best Picture. The Year Fellowship won. Now, mm. I haven't seen many of the others, but Fellowship over that, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally there. Two Towers, bit of a harder one, to be honest, because it was quite a good year. For example, yeah. another Marty, Gangs of New York, was up well, that
2: year. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. you know, there's an argument for that. Gangs of New York didn't win. Chicago did. But fine, I really like Chicago. Hey, you know, um, I don't think Return of the King is a strong enough film to make up for the fact that the other, I, I think, even hey, I'm not going to get Master and Commander. We're not going to decide Master and Commander is the one we give out. I'm, I'm okay with that, right? I'm happy to be outvoted. Yeah,
2: I, I would argue that this is like a uh, then actually, no. I was about to say this is a weak thing, but like you know, Lost in Translation is brilliant, and I, I haven't I, seen Mystic River. So yeah, yeah. I think that. it. I th-
1: I think it is a weaker year. Yeah. Lost in Translation is a masterpiece. Yeah, I love none, none
2: of these Master and Commander, aside from the Lord of the Rings and uh, and Lost in Translation, jump out as me as names that everyone knows.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, Master and Commander all the way. I understand that maybe I'm alone here. I I don't really understand. I like it so much. I don't yeah. get. why you wouldn't to be honest but i think it does everything takes all the boxes so that's my vote if it wasn't master and commander
2: Mm.
1: absolutely lost in translation which i think is a really bold film because it's so little Mm. it's so small i think it it's a shame it didn't get anything um so i'd be happy with these those two you know what if we decide return the king i'm happy with that as well but for me it's the third best film of these five in fact it's possibly t- no, no. It's the third best film of these five for me, and I think, and I'm totally okay with us choosing *Return of the King*, but not. But if we choose *Return of the King*, we are saying *Return of the King* is the best film of those five. We're not saying *Lord of the Rings* deserve an Oscar, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll yeah, talk I mean, me around, that's but that's kind of my what feeling.
2: We set out to do with this isn't it? is not take the films as they are and talk about how *Lord of the Rings: Return of the King* works as as its place.
1: Yeah. Is is, yeah, that is that fair? Is that fair? I'm continue. strong-arming yeah. you a
0: bit. Jonah, what do you think? Well, I, mm, It's a tricky one, because I completely agree with what you say about um, kind of gifting someone an Oscar. Giving it the Oscar for the trilogy is kind of, a, it's, it's a weird ground. Because, th- yeah, Return of the King isn't the one to win Best Picture, I don't think. But it's weird for any kind of, tr- you know, last in the trilogy to... you know to be able to win because obviously it's riding off if i was going on what is the best film this year i think i would go with lost in translation it's it's use of filmmaking gave me the most emotional response to it i think and it did something that i thought was brave um i i loved master and commander I really did but i don't but i i don't
2: think it did anything new as soon as you mentioned about how it's master and commander is kind of about hubris and Humanity. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. At all. Did you not? I, I, I yeah. completely. I completely got um, Lost in Translation about being about um, you know loneliness and quite feeling lost. As like you know, as we've said, really good title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I completely got that, and I completely got you know the the things it was trying to tell me as the audience, Master and Commander. To me, it was just about it was about those people in the boat and nothing bigger. But that's just probably my personal take on it, because you know, yeah. uh, ev- everyone everyone has their own personal opinion. In, in which John, John, to hear mine is it worth <laughs> telling you what I think? Yeah, going on then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lo- yeah, lost in translation. Wow, over Return of the King. Yeah, it's a it's a better film. It's a I think it's Lord of the Rings. Obviously, I it's my favorite film, but um, that doesn't mean I think it's the best film. It's my favorite for a variety of reasons. I've grown up watching it. I've got lots of fun memories with it. I'm very invested into the world, and I think it does an amazing job of bringing you into the world. But I think Lost in Translation is a is more of a filmmaker's film, which is something that, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate a lot more, personally. I, I like films that kind of make me think a bit more and make draw me into a very simple story in a very specific space of time. That is telling a much larger story about something I completely identify with. Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. if you can say that, then I can let Master and Commander go. Ah. <laughs> I think. I think it's only fair. I. What I will say uh, is if we say Lost in Translation, although this feels weird because Sophia Coppola, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Mm. But can I say Peter Weir for best director?
2: Would that no, be the trade-off? No, I. I, I would. Oh. I. I would still i don't know because i, I know. think
1: he's no, I juggling think so. more no i do
2: i know? don't i don't think he's juggling more at all i think if yeah. anyone's juggling the most it's obviously peter jackson well, yeah but, yeah, so, yeah but- <laughs> so the juggling most go fuck yourself. he's not doing he's it at sea
1: though fight. is he yeah uh, he didn't okay. do witness no, <laughs> oh,
2: hey. but um no yeah i think yeah Bet you didn't yeah. see that coming, Alex. Yeah. I was no, grinning. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't. Grinning I've been the a... whole time, being like, "I'm going to make you <laughs> fucking fool with this outro." Which, Lost in which, translation was that
1: always going to be what you said? Lost in yeah. translation. Yeah.
2: yeah. Even before uh, we started talking. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So I didn't
1: need to do that big plaintive cry. <laughs> yeah. No.
2: No. But I, I allowed you to because it yeah. makes this so much better. Well, so I, I think. No, I think it's pertinent though. Oh, I no, think sure, it, it's yeah. worth I mean, saying. that. I came into this doing as much as i could to separate myself from these these films and watch them i i tried to not compare them as i watch them i just try to yeah, watch yeah. them and take it and you know it's it's difficult because lord of rings uh is a film i can always go and turn on and turn back to that doesn't mean it's the best film it just means it's the one i happen to enjoy the, the most and find it easiest to watch yeah. funnily enough the film i would put on if i wanted to chuck something on the film after Lord of the Rings would probably be Master and Commander for ease. Well, uh, obviously yeah. I'm, yeah. obviously I'm never putting on Sea Seabiscuit. <laughs> um, well, well, I would like not, to not raise Lost, Seabiscuit. <laughs> yeah, no, Lost in Translation isn't a film I'm just going to put on and sit and enjoy it. It's a film that I have to be in the right space to sit and really invest in. And I kind of like that in films though. It's the reason I like you know, as Alex knows, cargo is my favorite oh, film. Fuck that. Just Martin Freeman. Um, I love Christ. that. I love that film. Um, Who'd have thunk?
1: I, st- yeah. I, so I, I'm, yeah, let's say lost in translation. I think it's only oh, fair, yeah, right? I you outrank yeah. me, but I will say, and I'm troubled. I don't think I'm able to argue master and commander. I, I find it hard to know what you're not getting from it or what I'm getting I, from it. That you're not. Well,
2: I think, I, th- and I think we're watching the same thing. You're just, a bit more interested. I think think that's literally it. What
0: your argument for what we maybe get in Lord of the Rings is this, uh, you know, is I think it's the flip of that. I think it just, it clicks with you. And I, and I, and I think I can say that because I think it clicks with, I think both those films have clicked with me, but I could, but I don't, I can get why you wouldn't like it. And I, and I think the best film this year was lost in translation because I think it was the best use of film to create a cathartic experience that i think is more that is universal to most people so there are
1: two questions with this right does a film does a film deserve a best picture oscar and does it deserve a best picture oscar more than other films that year don't do and 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 actually fellowship of the ring i think of the three personally i think it's the one that works best as a film for the for the uninitiated as well Not just because it's the first one, but also the combination. I'm not saying that we will choose Fellowship when we get there, but I think it has a much better chance that year based on the films it's up against, Uh, uh, none of which I have seen. I will say that.
2: Also, you said before, you know, about, you know, Best Picture kind of goes to the one that possibly has done the most for cinema leading into it. I think that's fine. And then in that case, it makes a very good case for Lord of the Rings to win it. However... When you also give Lord of the Rings best art, set direction, yeah. <laughs> yeah. best costume design, best makeup, yeah. uh, best sound. What else is there? Best visual effects, best, score. best original score, best original song. Which uh, is best nonsense. That, that song's best bloody rubbish. But um, hey. I think when you give it all of the, the 10 other Oscars it won that year, you probably don't need to give it best picture because it's done a lot for yeah. film. I think you've already touched upon the fact that it's done a lot for film by giving it fucking everything. else. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is from someone who, I mean, you look at yeah, any yeah. of, you look at any of those others beside maybe best original song. If you're Alex, um, <laughs> you look at them and you look at who they're up against and you go, yeah, there's no way yeah, yeah, anyone, anyone the else should have won any, shut up. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone else should have won best visual effects or costume or set. Lord of rings deserve yeah. that fully best best film best picture no yeah, yeah no as as a f- film for you know f- filmies and move mo- cinema cinema files cinephiles cinephiles um <laughs> you can tell on one Centibytes. <laughs> Centibytes. centipedes for yeah. a film for centipedes i lost in translation just has the legs
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> Well, to that, would you like to open the envelope, Oscar? Normally I do it, but uh, would you like to have the honour to open the Oscar and tell us all, I wonder what it could be, what won the Oscar for Best Picture that year at the 76th
2: Academy Awards? uh, Let me just open it up.
1: Oh, wow. I don't do sound effects. (laughs) That was Uh, all his mouth. Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) You wish, baby. Uh, and And I go to... Lord of the Rings, Return of the King.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Fair. Yeah, I, I mean, it should have happen. been Sea biscuit, but,
2: but... But there you Driving. go. That, River. Ho- that horse fucks, and that's all it can do. Much <laughs> <laughs> like Bill Murray. You will heard it here, folks. Russell he's coming Crow. up on the other
0: round, he's coming up on the horse behind him. Oh my God, what he's doing? Oh my my goodness. <laughs> M- Ladies <laughs> M- and gentlemen, Com- please close your eyes. Like Mustard Commander,
1: Russell Crowe, doesn't fuck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh I'm no, th- those men! I've been at sea for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, they've Russell Crowe, thunks, Paul Bettany, oh. call me master. <laughs> yeah. no, I'd and like to see up. the, the professional board
2: brings when Bill Murray playing Gandalf and Seabiscuit playing uh, Frodo.
1: Yeah, well, I want to see Lost in Translation where it's Bill Nye. Yeah,
0: to be honest, actually, that would be brilliant. <laughs>
2: Or the okay, most if Bill Nye was away. in it, I would yeah. say
1: it's best picture every day of the fucking week.
2: But, no, no, but Bill Nye's playing Scarlett Johansson's. Yeah, yes, <laughs> 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 it's his. Uh, the opening shot is <laughs> Bill Nye in a
0: pair of see-through pink underwear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, well, I
1: think we should um, cool say it, yeah. goodbye to yeah. Oscar.
2: It's been wonderful. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much, much for being. No, thank, thank you, you for coming. Me rant. Yeah. I hate and love uh alex is wrong um <laughs> me- only listen to jonah's opinion from here on out i, mean, I don't know i've got that. some questionable yeah, uh, yeah I mean, gladiator g- is not uh, by <laughs> any means <laughs> <not the> <laughs> um, and uh seabiscuit should have been put down within the first um round.
1: right we'll enjoy the ceremony yeah thanks oscar it's been, it's lovely. been lovely
2: bye-bye yeah bye-bye
1: Oscar, what do you remember about 2003? Um, um, I'm just
2: working out how old I was. Okay. I was, mean, about five or? Not much. I remember a lot well, of Thunderbirds. I, I uh, remember, yeah, yeah, I remember probably not watching Lord of the Rings when it came out. Um, <laughs> it just a 12, sort difficult. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, not that that really yeah. ever mattered in my you house. I imagine you were
0: as fully metal as you were yeah. as a five-year-old as you are. Oh, God, oh, God no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, small, nerdy kids. Um who re- read to escape. So pro- yeah, pretty much. Um I yeah, um reading about 2003. Yeah. I was probably happy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and with that, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Oscar, so lovely to have you.
0: Um cheers. Bye bye. He has a thing. Like, my cat will come in like while I'm on like you know, Zoom work stuff and just start of kind of on the hey, door. drums. Yeah. <laughs> Have them on the next EP. Yeah. Still here. Featuring the, um, <laughs> the musical stylings, this cool cat.
3: <laughs>
0: hey. Well, I think that's everything.
1: Isn't yeah. It? yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Oscar.
0: Gone on for far too long.
1: It's yeah. been lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. I've had a, I've bye bye. I've had
2: a great time, guys. All right. Uh, I will actually yeah. leave.
1: Well, hang on. Have because, we done six?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it? <laughs> no. Like, like,
1: blo- fucking four, is like, that four? Have we done four? <coughs> hang on. We did the first uh, one, I'm, then we did I'm, one.
2: Can I, can I take this? Effort? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining uh, me and Jonah on uh, Not Exactly Citizen Kane, or yeah, as uh, I'm renaming it now, Not Exactly Return yeah. of the King. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll uh, have you on another time. Yeah, it's uh, been great having yeah, you uh, Yeah, It's been, it's been it's wonderful. wonderful, thank you so much for joining uh, F- yeah. Is there yeah. anything you want to say to the audience before uh, you leave myself and my co-host mm-hmm. Jonah to say the outro? Well not much else to say, I just want to say how well put
1: together this podcast is And how lovely it's been to be a guest with yeah. two absolute geniuses The spreadsheet especially, it's just a work of art that they say yeah. Go yeah. Everyone yeah. should be on this man yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't have anything to plug because uh, the only thing I had to plug was a podcast, which uh, is no longer mine. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no but yeah, it's been lovely. Okay.
0: Bye-bye. Bye guys. Yeah. Bye. Speaking of Japanese culture, Alex, Fucking you've still got man. all that sushi in the fridge.
1: Oh, uh, yes. We'll, yeah, we'll tell you what, we'll go away, right? Yeah. When we've done and we'll have a whole load of sushi yeah. and pretend we're Bill Murray. I think I've <clears> made got, God, oh, I made about eight
0: sushi. rolls of sushi, like sick
2: big <laughs> like horrible. oh i love it i mean oh, yeah
1: it's cold man i've made I far think, too much of it
2: yeah it's man. better than aragon stew in uh, oh. two towns yeah <laughs> well i, that I think that. that's, Have, that's as the... good a
1: good a place to
0: any to leave um uh, yeah,
1: yeah all right bye guys <laughs>
0: It so wasn't on. the podcast that fixed. No, hang on. Let me do that <laughs> don't, again.
2: <probably>. Don't, <laughs> you at, at, do, do, it. don't you
0: dare. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking ocean it. cookie. It wasn't us that fixed the podcast. It was the podcast that fixed us. Fuck! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. Bye. So, you. is this the final one we need to do? Yeah, I think. Okay. Can we, can we please just have these. Non-stop, like no editing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just just this. No um
1: we'll what. cut the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Just either.